So I got an interesting point for you today. I was just worshipping Kiddush with Herzl, and I played one of the variations of that wonderful new Hallelujah song. Hallelujah! And it was a version I haven't heard before, the one with the, the talks in the end, where it says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And that was very interesting to me, and I figured, well, how did I not hear that? Because Herzl sent me four different versions with the drums, without the drums, the a cappella, just instrumental. And I heard the first podcast he made. It was about 20 minutes long. It had all the versions and I haven't heard that one. But then God told me, he said, well, did you listen to the other one he, he made with the 42 minutes? And I was like, well, no. <laughs> and, and immediately... I was trying to cover up my guilt. I didn't want to say anything to Herzl, right? Because why would I say, huh, that's a new version. I, I've never heard this one before and expose the fact that I haven't been listening. And, and Papa told me, well, think about it. Here's a lesson for you. The difference between the fear of God and the fear of punishment. See, here, I, now I played for our worship. I played this version that I've never heard before. And I could have kept my mouth shut, not say nothing, pretend like I've heard it and, you know, just a regular thing. Or I could say, well, that's something I've never heard before. To that, Herzl would have probably say, well, how did you not hear that before? Have you not listened to the podcast? And I would have, I would have exposed myself, the fact that I haven't listened to that specific podcast. And in our natural state, the, the fleshy state, our instinct is to cover it up, to avoid being caught, to avoid being criticized, to avoid the being punished, right? Not necessarily in, in a punishment like go to your room, but punishment in the sense that you've done something wrong and now you've been caught for doing that thing. So we automatically want to cover up our mess-ups and our failures. And that was a wonderful lesson that Papa gave me because the fear of punishment will always get you into more trouble. It never resolves anything. It never saves you. It never delivers you. Because you feel the punishment, but you don't feel God. See, if you feel God, you wouldn't have done the thing in the first place. And if you do feel God, then even if you've done the thing, you would own it immediately and take responsibility for whatever it is that you've done. Now, obviously, I haven't necessarily committed a sin here, right? But the principle remains the same. If I realize, oh, well, I guess I didn't listen. I, well, I skipped that. Well, that's on me. I should have listened. Because we listen to each other's podcasts. But that one, well, I, I missed it. I, I saw it. I, I, I didn't pay attention to that one. And that's on me. And the fear of punishment would have kept me quiet about it to try to cover up the fact that I didn't listen. See, and many of you would have acted the same way. You try to cover it up, the fact that you didn't listen, right? When Herzl asks you, what did you think of the podcast? And you start going, well, uh, it was interesting. What was interesting? Ah, so I see. So you, you haven't listened. And on top of the fact that you haven't listened, and here's the interesting part, right? The fear of punishment. You've also lied. So the fear of punishment, what it does, not only you've committed the first sin that deserves punishment, now you've added another sin by lying and trying to cover it up. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? Adam, right? The sin, the fear of punishment. It wasn't the fear of God. God told him, don't eat. Then what did he say? Well, it's that woman you gave me. 
he, he could have taken responsibility, he could have owned it, he could have repented. He didn't. He just had the fear of punishment. He was like, oh, oh, uh, I got to remove the guilt somehow. I got to delegate the responsibility to blame somebody else. Fear of punishment. And that never works. If a cop pulls you over and you start blaming everybody else, you start acting yabba dabba do, they're probably only going to punish you more. But if you own what you've done, uh, I've had one time got pulled over driving 80 and a 55. And I said, well, <laughs> listen, I, I know, officer, I'm, I'm sorry. I, it was my day off. I haven't had a day off in a while. I was just excited. I was pretty, I didn't notice. And he was like, well, since you own it, and I see that you, you repent, you're sorry that you did it, you're honest about it. I'll write that you drove 80 and a, and a 65. That's a much less, you know, less harder offense. And God does the exact same way if you, well, God actually has more mercy than the cop, to be honest with you. If you own it, God's going to forgive you. Now, there might be consequences, but forgiveness will be there. But if you do not own it, if you try to manipulate, if you try to lie about it, if you try to cover it up, you're only making it worse because you can't hide from God. We know that the crucible for silver, the furnace is for gold, but Adonai, the Lord, tests the heart. There is nothing that is hidden from his sight. He knows your deepest secrets, everything that goes on in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit. So you might as well just own it. Show yourself a man. Like David told his son, show yourself a man, own it. We all mess up, we're only human. There's no shame in messing up, but there's a whole lot of shame in pride and not admitting that you've messed up. There's nothing worse than an arrogant fool that denies the guilt, even though he's confronted with it, with evidence that he's done the thing. I'm like, well, you've done it, just admit it and get it over with and move on. I didn't do it, I didn't do it. Well, if that's the way you want to do it, if that's the way you want to go about it, <laughs> right? We all know people like that. Old, stubborn fools, young, stubborn fools. They come in all sizes, ages, shapes, and genders. But a humble man, a humble, honest man is something that the Lord delights in. Humility. Nothing attracts God more than humility. He just loves a humble heart. He just loves an honest man. There's just something so holy and beautiful about it. An honest man, not a perfect man, not someone that gets everything right, but someone that is honest and humble. <laughs> just speak the truth. Well, I messed up. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm going to work on it. I'm, I'm going to do something. And then... Based on what you said, I'm going to walk in it, I'm going to grow. Do it. See, repentance is not saying you repent. Repentance is growing from that thing and not repeating the same mistake twice. What good is it to say you repent and then you do it again? <laughs> that's not repentance. That's a lie. That's, that's a Pharisee. That's someone who fasts on Yom Kippur and go back to being wicked the next day. That's, God spits them out of his mouth. Now, repentant is someone that acknowledges what he's done, he reflects on it, he has a change of heart, he learns, he pays attention, he is intentional, that's the key word here, intentional on changing himself. He pays attention, he puts an effort into changing his habitual 
behavior, if it is something habitual, could be a one-time thing, but most of our sins are habitual because we've done them so many times, it becomes a part of us. So we really have to be conscious in what we do. If there's a certain way you talk to your wife, your husband, that they say that you offend them, you start yelling at them, they drop something, you go, what did you do? Right? And you become a demon. And then you say, I'm sorry, honey, I didn't mean to yell at you. Well, what good is it if you don't change? <laughs> I don't care that you're sorry. Stop yelling at me. It's just a, a plate. Get another one. Get another cup. What difference does it make? It's not worth tearing your wife down because she dropped a little plate or the wife yelling at her husband, for that matter, or a mother at her child or a father at his daughter. It doesn't matter. You should never yell in anger. If you yell... It should be at someone that is far away from you or that you want to save someone. If, for example, your son is, you know, get away from there, right? You yell to save someone, to warn them. You don't yell at them in anger. And if you have, well, repent. And again, repentant means you stop doing that. You change. Doesn't mean you get it right away, but it means you put in the effort and you don't stop until you get it done. Sure, you might fall again, but repent again and don't just say it, do it. Remember, God judges your heart. Man, we don't know. To me, it looks like you're not even putting an effort. Well, there you are doing it again. I don't know how much thought and concentration and energy you've invested into trying to change that behavior. God does, and he will judge you according to it. You can't fool the Lord. He knows everything. And he will judge each man according to his deeds. Well, your deeds are in the thought as well. As a man thinketh, so he is. So pay attention. You have to pay attention. You got to be on your toes. Toes, that is. Judgment is very, very real. Don't think that you're off the hook just because you say, Jesus, Jesus. That's not going to save you. We will still give an account, each and every one of us, for our deeds. We might not go to hell necessarily because we are his children, but don't, don't think we're not going to get a whooping because <laughs> we will. <laughs> so humble yourselves. Fear God. Not punishment. Leave that to the godless people to fear punishment. You who claim to believe in God, fear God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
Hallelujah, Hallelujah. 